Tuesday. Um, so the first song on my list that isn't that wasn't a crossover with Scott's is the um, what is BTS. It yeah, BTS. This is Ariana's pick. I've never heard this song before. It's a um, remake of Soul Taji and the Boys Come Back Home. So it's a remake like of a song the from the nineties. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I. Um, deeply related to the lyric yes i'm hangry yeah uh, which was very clearly discernible in english um compared to the majority of the song which i didn't understand but once i heard that lyric i knew that is that what they're actually okay no no that's what they're actually saying i thought this was a scott thing with madonna well i mean obviously that that part is added in uh, as a new thing because people weren't hangry yeah nobody was hangry in 1994 so well, they were. They just didn't have the right. They didn't have a word for it, for it. yet. Um, but yeah, yes, I'm hangry is is an emotion that and a statement that I can relate to. Um, but this video is a lot about stress and test taking. Um, but then, if you're a girl, it's a lot about writhing around on the floor on your knees. So just you know, reinforcing some interesting uh, gender roles there. But um, totally. no, I enjoyed the song. Um, I think I gave it. Yeah, I gave it a four out of five. Um, I appreciated that there's a section of it with someone staring directly into an eclipse, which is topical for us or was topical for us and about a week ago. And also just happened to, um, you know, the guy that's in charge of the entire country. Right. Yeah, so, uh, no, I, I appreciate it. I mean, this was the second video in this entire experiment that I watched. So the first one before this was the Russian roulette video on my playlist. And then this, so this was like edgy, gritty teens doing edgy, gritty teen activities such as graffiti and skateboarding and um, <laughs> jump roping and playing with fire and then really being into fitness. So all edgy Weird. teen elements that I am totally good with. Four out of five uh, dance Dance, dance ability and band members. All things that I love to see cartoon dinosaurs doing, except, <laughs> except they, did, yeah. they didn't have them playing guitar, but everything else other than that. Um, I like rap that tries to be menacing, and there's something about like Korean that overcomes the fact that most people on Earth shouldn't rap, menacingly or otherwise, they just shouldn't rap. Agreed. I'm, not really, I'm not really a fan of the busted auto-tune mumble rap thing that happens in this, uh, but this whole song... Wouldn't wouldn't bother me at all if this was like the tension building part of a parkour movie, like well, ju- just as just as the team is getting back together and they realize that they they have to run efficiently through the city in order to save 
you know, one of the one of their teammates, this would be the this would be the scene. So yeah, yeah, it's a good training montage. Yeah. If they threw this into Fast and the Furious Nine, it would make a lot of sense then. Exactly. Are they already on? I hope they do. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I just saw eight in theaters like not too long ago. Holy shit. So good. Fast and Furious Nine, the hangar. There's a part where they get uh, it should be noted about rapping menacingly. Uh, BTS means bulletproof Boy Scouts in Korean, so you know, take yeah. that as you will. <laughs> I'll say it as. I'll say it as. They're not the toughest boys. Yeah, they're very soft boys. They're yeah, but maybe boys. they're the maybe they're, they're the boys. least soft among a lot of soft boys. <laughs> That's true. Um. Okay, so next is uh, AOA's ten seconds. I put this on your list, Sarah, because. Uh, number one, there's no video for it because it's a B track, so um, that means there's just it was never put out like as a normal single. Uh, number two, because this also sounds like it came out of the '80s, um, and it's a very chill song, and I like it a lot. In fact, I'd go as far as to say, aside from Heart Attack, it's probably my favorite AOA track. What did you think of it? Um, yeah, so, uh, very quickly, just jumping back to the Bulletproof Boy Scouts, I have to say that some of the, like, scariest and toughest dudes at my high school growing up, and there were some, some scary and tough dudes there, um, were very angry young Korean gentlemen, so, um, I, 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 I take the menacing, the menacing rapping pretty, um, you know, for what it is in a video, but just as far I, I as do that not, goes, I'm don't not get me wrong. Jumped. I live in a high Asian population area. Sarah, with a... <laughs> please don't get me wrong. I am not doubting the ferocity of the Korean people. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad no one, no one should underestimate that, but um, no. So as far as 10 seconds goes, um, I tried to figure out how many band members were in this oh, seven, and I seven. counted seven, which might've been the most of the ones on my playlist. And I, I think that's worth noting. Um, I songs called 10 seconds. It took me less than 10 seconds to know that I really liked this song. Yeah. Uh, and that was in spite of um, some relatively uncomfortable for me, expressionless faces as um, these singers were performing, which was kind of stressful um, I don't to think, watch. I don't think AOA knows how to express like um, emotions properly. So that might be why. Well, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, but that also might be because Americans are not known for subtlety and emoting in different Asian cultures, you know, means different things. Um, not to get all like ethnic studies, but um, but at the same time, I was also thinking a lot about like how much plastic surgery there is in a lot of K-pop groups um, and if that affects people's ability to make faces. So yeah, I've actually yeah. thought about that, too. The main note was that I really appreciate the like whispery Mariah and Janet elements of the song. And when Scott and I pre-gamed um, to compare old people notes earlier, uh, one of the bands we talked about was SWV. And this song reminded me a little bit of some of the things that I liked best about SWV. So I give this four out of five. So do you and Scott belong to the same like AARP club or... <laughs> We get really good discounts on buffets, so why wouldn't we each be members? True, true. Um, okay, so next is, this is Ariana's pick. It is G-Friends Rough. Um, Wait, I didn't get to talk about oh, AOA. Oh, shit, Scott, I'm sorry, go ahead. What happened here? I'm sorry. Song... <laughs> sorry I got too excited about some, Sarah Give me some room to pick, work. So. <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, like, I, I, I like this one. 
This was like it's that SWV was a good reference. I I couldn't place it, it, but to me it just sounded exactly like a '90s girl R&B group was covering that first Churches album. You know the band Churches? <laughs> yeah. Like this song, it's it may it, that's not immediate, but when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this is church. Like this might even just be a Churches cover. Have you guys checked? Has anyone checked? I have not. No. This might just be a Churches cover. But what I want to know is why is this show like I've seen other clips. What? Why is there a show called Comeback Stage? Are these losers? No, it's basically like when a group releases a new. When a group, I was. Did you? Are you giving too. us the second rate shit? Is this the garbage that like is trying trying I, to no. make Here, it we'll just give them the has beens for these old yeah. people. Ariana, put another has been group on for Scott and Sarah. They'll understand. I that. found my D list. No, it's um. So there's these things called comeback stages, goodbye stages, and debut stages. A comeback stage is essentially when a group releases a new single. So, like, because these groups only release, like, maybe two or three songs a year. Like, three is a lot. Two is pretty normal. Sometimes it's just one. Um, So it would be called a comeback. And then a goodbye Mm -hmm. would be when they're done promoting that song. uh... I mean about it being very mechanical and, like, uh, corporate. Yeah. There's a, there's, like, a synthitar, synth guitar solo in here. That is like my feelings made into a razor. It's it, it's exactly my heart turned into a weapon. It's perfect. And um, also, I, I did a little research, and now I can speak with some level of expertise on the next topic, which is that this band apparently is like big in Japan, and they're on a Japanese label, and they have like a more of a some sort of J-pop connection, I guess. Yeah, um, they um, they have multiple Japanese singles. I think they have like a full Japanese album. They are falling apart right now too. Yeah, it makes me well. It makes me feel four percent less racist for saying, "Well, I know about J-pop." When you ask me if I know about K-pop, as though they're you know <laughs> they're connected. But this band covered a, one of my favorite weirdo old J-pop songs called "Wow Wow War Tonight." Have you ever heard it? Yeah. Uh, nope. Have you ever heard the original? Yeah, no, I've heard them both. It is a very strange cover. It's like it's a very strange song to cover because the original it's the original is a guy like just growling. Like he has this like growly rap vocal thing going on. And I guess this cutesy girl group decided that, that would make a good a good song to cover is this like grunting man's uh, bowel, bowel movement pop song. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Uh, from a long time this ago. This man it's experiencing <laughs> the worst hemorrhoids of his life with a it microphone is. in front of him. Yeah. I don't think he was even a singer. I, I can't remember what the deal was, but I think that he's like, I think he's a comedian or something. You know how there's like crossover, like showbiz crossover there's in a, J-pop? Yeah, there's actually some of that shit that happens on this list, in fact, a little later on. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I uh, I was actually really surprised because um, Wow War Tonight was kind of a, a very early internet name. Because of yeah. the aforementioned how fucking ridiculous of a song it is. And then when That's I saw like thing. AOA's name next to it, I was like, there's no way this is the same fucking song. And sure enough, I mean, it kind <laughs> of was. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a money-making cover, I guess. So that's it. That's my feelings on AOA. Not bad. This this may be one of my top three of the list, mostly because of the synthitar. Man, I love me some AOA. Uh, anyway, uh, this episode is not about me. It's about you guys. So <laughs> on to the next pick. <laughs> okay. Uh, G friend rough. Not a fan of this one. I I like it. It's a uh, I guess very girly. It's very airy. Like, it's very airy, 
kind of think of like girls like skipping underneath. It's like, very airy because you would hear it at Airy, the retail store, which some, you can find in your local American Eagle. Some like uh, swimming or or orchestral tunes in there. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. I like G Friend. Don't get me wrong. I just don't really like this song. They're powerful dancers. They're very powerful dancers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I wrote down that, like, so this is the fourth song on my playlist, that this is the most, like, what I expect and am familiar with as far as the K-pop that, you know, I have seen the most on television up here or in more mainstream pop culture references. Um, there was some good dancing. That's a note that I made. Um, I, this is early enough on in my playlist watching that I was counting how many music, how many band members there were in each of the group, and there's six in this one. Um, the schoolgirl theme, I was like a, initially a little sketched out by. I was like, okay, is this gonna like go somewhere weird, or is it just gonna be kind of innocent schoolgirly stuff? Um, and the funny thing about this song is that the, or the, sorry, about the video, um, is that it's a lot about, like, secret love and, you know, being too young, or you say, we can't have this love yet, hmm. and I definitely get, like, there's some boys, there are some boys in this video that these girls are presumably singing about, but the end, um, and, you know, I'll leave this to, like, my cultural interpretation of this, like, at the end, it's all the girls, like, back together being super happy, and I've decided to take that to mean that their secret loves were each other. So in Hell either yeah. a yeah. romantic Hell or yeah. platonic best friend way, uh, I'm, I'm into that. You and, know, uh, your assumptions... But from a song... <laughs> your assumption's not yes. far off, because the second mm-hmm. G-Friend song on your list is also about secret lesbian love, too. Cool. Is that actually what this is about? Like, I'm not trying... I wasn't trying to be funny and, like... I have I mean, no I- idea. I Probably. Okay, so... Probably. Fuck. I'm totally into that if it's if if it's that their secret love is friendship or that their secret love is is each other in a non-friendly way. Um, but yeah, this is this seemed very like um, if I was going to try to give somebody an overview of what K-pop was or sounded like without, you know, showing them a like sprinkly genocide uh, video, I would probably start with this one, but it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite and it wasn't my least favorite. I felt like this is like a good just representation of American understanding of K-pop. Uh, and you know, in the eighties and, and the early nineties, uh, when, when like a teen Debbie Gibson style singer would come out, they would come out with a banger, like a pop, like a real, like they'd establish themselves. They show that they could do like a really exciting pop song. And then, like, it was, so she'd come out with Only In My Dreams, which is, like, an exciting, fun song. And then her next song would be Foolish Beat, which was a dreary, um, gentle ballad where it tries to be all gut-wrenching and soulful. But, oops, unfortunately, it's a teen white girl. Uh, so it can't be. It can't, that can't happen. Uh, and this reminds me of that until, you know, until the part where they pull out the taps and it becomes this windswept dramatic uh, reunion of six women who have been in love the entire time. When and only just realized it. Is, yeah, very G friend. Yeah, it, it when it takes that when it takes that that turn, it it, it 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 turns a corner a little bit and becomes a little more exciting. But the whole first half just makes me think of like, I don't know, prom boners. Prom boners. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Uh, the Tiara song. Um, which I would have said Tara as well, which Scott and I, both those, those mistakes we both made earlier. Um, 
I noted that there was some funky bass in this that reminded me of my favorite uh, K-pop member of Ilkhan, which is Corey, um, <laughs> who is a funky dude who likes a good bass line. Um, and maybe just, you know, it's uh, that comparatively, um, this is the most funky song of like a lot of not particularly funky songs, but I did appreciate that little bit of a funky bass line. Um, but this segued not too long after that into sounding like 2002 Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. Um, and this led me down some sort of like existential crisis of like, well, actually maybe pop still sounds like that. And I'm just totally out of touch. Um, and, and then like, what year is it? And what year is the song from? And is time real? Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this definitely sounded like something and like, you know, Scott and I mentioned in our pre-gaming prep session that we did for this, like there were some that. Um, to me, sounded very like 1999, 2002-ish, uh, and this was one of them. So that's interesting and kind of cool to hear that it's a song from now. Yeah, and that's I think that's one of the things that like sucked me in about K-pop is that it just sounds like songs from my childhood. It's all very 90s, a lot of it anyway. I originally just wrote down too bland for me with a two and a four. <laughs> Um, but I have I sort of had it playing in the background while we're talking, and I think I'm wrong. I think this might be a good song. I don't know. It's got that farty bass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a tooting song. I think you misheard me. I said funky earlier. <laughs> it is <Not> farty. farty. <laughs> it, it is. It this is, is not somebody a toot, toot like song, but it is a fart fart song. Blowing into their arm. They're actually doing the. <clears throat> But, yeah. I actually think this is one of the best Tiara songs in a while. I'm of the opposite opinion. I like more spunky Tiara than like quiet. You like, can't go wrong with beige Tiara. tiara. But... but that's just me. Um, it may, maybe it's just, I'm just misled by the visual on this video because the visual is like the the little. It's just one picture. Yeah, there's no but video, but it's for real. It, so, but it's real, like outrun, bleached out, night city lights at night all like blurry it's it's pretty moody you've watched the whole series of the show right ariana yeah they didn't even play this song like at all that i remember does that picture ever show up it's just oh, a man, bridge i don't know is that korea even and korea has bridges yeah <laughs> okay um, it's just some something they downloaded off of stock exchange mm -hmm. uh, whatever was free that they day. got it from getty images yeah <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so next is uh, Primaries Don't Be Shy, which features Joa of AOA. Uh, Sarah, you want to start? Yeah, this so is this is probably party. when we can just, like, end the recording because it uh, just, like, just do air horns over my entire uh, commentary now because this was my favorite song on the entire playlist Hell and yeah, led to a little so bit of heated back and forth between Scott and I, um, because um, to me, this is not at all, and I wrote this as you were saying it about 10 minutes ago, this does not sound like Gwen Stefani. Um, I, I get the reference no. of like her trying to do, you know, I went to Jamaica and got my hair braided um, music. It, to me, more sounds like... Not even uh, Jamaica, music. she just went to Nassau. And got her hair. <laughs> that I heard... Um, she went to Jamaica an asshole. And making this reference, but the times that I've gone to Hawaii and the music that plays locally there is called Jawaiian music, and it's all locally um, produced 
um, Hawaiian musicians that do sort of like reggae beat songs, but it's very, very um, it has its own separate flavor. And this totally reminded me of everything I love about Hawaiian music. Um, so yeah, uh, if it's, if it's supposed to be Hawaiian or if it's supposed to be reggae K-pop, I do not care. I was super into it. I like the video with the seance Barbie pajama party of yeah, all the pajama awesome. parties in the video. This is the best one. They end up lighting shit on fire later. They have nineties chokers. There's ghosts. It's edgy teens. It's, There's it, ghosts. It's filmed like um, one of Sean Byron's ghosts. ghoul movies. Yeah, it's like a you know Instagram girl or, or the uh, craft teen film. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing, so there's a lot of exclamation marks in my scoring of this. I think they said five out of five exclamation point exclamation point six out of five exclamation exclamation point. Um, but there is questionable there's some questionable rap uh, in the interlude. Not awesome. Um, and when I made my significant other. Um, watched the entirety of this because I was so stoked on it. He said, and this was a compliment, that it was weirdly very Tumblr. So, yep. um, like I said, we might as well just close up shop because that was this was like the high point. I had no idea this was waiting for me in this playlist. I don't care which of you put it in here. It was me. I loved it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't care what that says about me and my uh, mopey taste in music that I post about privately on Twitter, but I appreciate that you got that, um, Patrick. And uh, yeah, this is this is very enjoyable. And I really want to hear Scott's perspective on it. I mean, I don't have anything good to say about it, but uh, there's a uh, well, I mean, what you said about, you know, the, the witchy part, you know, there's Ouija boards, there's witchcraft, there's um, but Pokemon what's boards. interesting is Pokemon cards. But there's also Christmas decorations directly behind the main witching witching girl. There's like a huge jolly snowflake behind her during all of her witchcraft, which it dulls it dulls the witchcraft slightly for me. <laughs> um, then there's a lot of doll head scenes and doll you know doll heads. It's like to me that just makes me think of Courtney Love or something like that. It doesn't. It takes me out of the witch moment, even though I'm sure witchcraft requires doll heads in real life. Um, totally. But then there's all a part, doll, all doll parts. Yeah, the, the doll parts. There's a part about two thirds of the way through where some producer or somebody just takes over the song and says, this needs to be a dub song for a little while. And he gets out all of his echo pedals and all of his dog barking samples and lets them all loose <laughs> he's at the same time. He's equipment as the song is going and that's when he's ready. It is great. Like that, that whole part is underwater and it takes me someplace. So it's a little bit of redemption. Uh, that That's probably about the only thing I liked about the song. Uh, the rest of it it's not quite this the uh, no doubt thing is not really to my taste how dare you <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i thought Choa's like voice in this was really hypnotizing yeah she's an excellent singer i'm sad she's out of the game um see what you did scott she quit in she the quit because of, of your... scott because she knew this bye bye um so next is stellar uh arch angels of sephiroth which is uh, not about Final Fantasy VII. Um, I'm sure that's the title of a Final Fantasy VII fan fiction out there. Um, yeah. Stellar is a group I'm not super familiar with. I kind of dig this song because it's very different and weird from a lot of uh, a lot of K-pop music, especially for like a smaller group. It's a pretty ambitious thing to put out. Uh, there's Human Sacrifice in it, which I really dig too. Uh, what did you guys think? Um, I noted that there were Shakira vibes that I was into, uh, and that I also would like to explode into birds someday. So, It'll happen. um, this was, 
like a solid, solid middle of the road one on the playlist. But I mean, how how can anyone follow the one that was before this? That primary song was so good. Anyone uh, would have a hard time following that. You uh, should but yeah, check this out, was sort uh, of stock. Primary just put out a new album like yesterday and it's really good and you should check it out. But uh, uh, I like the title of this song. It's definitely it's like a Nile song or something like that. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I the same thing. Yeah, and and it, there's a the the main part of the song just some sort of you know some kind of lightweight cultural appropriation thing. Like they're making a mummy movie. Like mm-hmm. they like we got to make a movie about a mummy. And then there's a whole chunk of this that is the same as the Madonna mo- song that does the same thing. And even has the same part of the video. Have you ever seen that video for Frozen where she turns into black birds in yeah. the desert? Yes. Looks and it looks identical. It's like a blue desert at night with 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 black dress that's going all freaky with with CGI or something like that. Uh, so that but part's pretty cool. And then there's a Scott, whole. You, were, you and I are the only people. <laughs> you and I are the only people that remember that. So it's yeah. uh, it's something that they can get away with. I remember point. Frozen. Yeah. Every, every Patrick. <laughs> What, Frozen, yeah. like the kids' movie? Yeah, the kids' movie. Madonna was in that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Madonna plays the, the snowman, uh-huh. yes. I believe, in Frozen. Uh, there's a part of this song, there's like a little section between every chorus um, where it decides to just be a completely different song for about 15 seconds with like a 2001 version of an 80s song, like a Ladytron version of, of an 80s song or something like that. That part's awesome. It, it, it just it just happens in a little blink of an eye. They're like, hey, let's put aside all of the Snake Charmer music for a second and just play a Lady Tron song. We're just out of Aladdin. About, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to stop playing the Aladdin song and do something else for just about 15 seconds at a time. Uh, okay. I didn't so, catch the I didn't catch the human sacrifice though. I'm, I have to rewatch. It's very the video. quick. It's towards the end. Um, they drown. They drown uh, one of their members. Okay, next is, uh, I put this on here because, well, if you see the uh, date code on the end, it says 1995, and I thought it would remind you of uh, your guys' early 20s. Um, (laughs) How (laughs) fucking dare you? Um, (laughs) You know, what's funny is that I couldn't tell, I didn't see the date code, so my notes were that this, I couldn't tell if this This was from, like, 2001. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, no, no. Like, I was like, I can't tell if this is actually from that era because there were some, like, super strong Missy Elliott, Hype Williams. Yeah. Um, early, you know, when Puffy was, like, really riding Biggie's coattails. Right, Mace, into, Mace and P. Diddy. Yeah, it totally reminded me of, um, like, a Hype Williams, Mace, and Puff Daddy video. Um, except if it was the Mortal Kombat theme, which is what a lot <laughs> of the song sounded like um and then was therefore a little too video gamey so i actually like it more now knowing that it is from back then and not just like a weird we found these things in a time capsule let's do some you know hype williams missy elliott stuff um but yeah a little too video gamey for me to like listen to um either you know driving or at work or um whatever else however else i fill my time um but yeah fun visuals and i definitely appreciate it more knowing that it's from 1995 discovering like 90s k-pop was just such a great moment for me um because it is like it does sound like mortal Kombat, like all of it (laughs) the uh the malfunctioning robot guy in this video is so amazingly sweaty (laughs) i I can't help but admire his dedication 
Well, that's what. See, that's the thing is that these clothes, you know, like are are you? You're both you're you're respectively twelve and thirteen years old. But did you ever wear the giant UFO pants? Was that part of your oh, life? Yeah. Uh, no, I might have missed that one. But all right, well, well, you know, just had a good judgment. In yeah, fashion. I had some pretty decent, made some decent choices in uh, high school. Though when you when you're young. And you and you you have your life ahead of you, and you wear those gigantic '90s jean shorts, and you just gush sweat into them, and the fabric is already heavy, and it just keeps soaking up the sweat and storing it, and then you feel like you're walking on the core of Jupiter because your pants are so heavy and making you sweat even more and more. That's what watching the sky made me feel like. Just the shorts. It made me feel like the entire lower half of my body encased in enormous, <laughs> enormous jeans. It, it reminded you of your days of walking to go buy the new Lords of Acid CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this this song is the this song doesn't bother me at all. It's it's kind of hard for me to imagine this as as your shit. Like this is your shit. Oh yeah, like that's my shit. I, I like Turbo. <laughs> this is my shit. They actually just put out a new <laughs> album not too long ago. These guys are still together, and it sounds just like this. So, so they are technically still making the same music. Well, they are in phase with America then, because that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we like. Twenty years later, we put out an album that sounds exactly like twenty years ago, and that's your comeback. They're in phase with us. Um, I want to. Oh, sorry. I, I actually thought these guys were dressed more like traffic cones than anything else. They look like two <laughs> dancing traffic cones. <laughs> uh, so uh, next up is uh, Ladies Code Galaxy. Um, this is a very interesting. Uh, song when you if you know kind of the backstory of this group they were at one point in time five members and two of them died in 2014 uh, in a car accident and this good (laughs) and this is the i guess we know how scott (laughs) feels about galaxy already um this is the first song they came out with uh post just three people um and their tone and their sound kind of completely changed because they used to be a lot poppier, and now they're a bit darker, I guess, for obvious reasons. Uh, Sarah, why don't you go first? Yeah, I mean, my main note on this uh, is I don't get what's happening. It looks expensive, and people are whispering, <laughs> which is pretty translatable to a funeral. And if this is, like, the memorial, you know, post, post-death, post actually, like, serious and sad thing that I probably wouldn't actually feel comfortable making fun of, um, that kind of makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it said that it, you know, it looks and sounds like kind of a high-end perfume commercial. Um and that I don't get what's happening and it looks expensive and people are whispering. Um, so that is interesting to know the backstory. Yeah. This is like a, it's like a solid, you know, C plus B for me, um, from a listenability standpoint, danceability standpoint. Yeah. It's not really a song you can get down to, but, uh, Scott, I usually don't really like the big boom, boom, trap, trap bass drum thing, but the song kind of makes it work. And uh, makes me feel like I'm listening to like some sort of candy-coated massive attack song uh, that bubbles into some other stuff, like some sort of other 80s thing that, that that's going on. There's all kinds of jazzy harmonies and millions and millions of like un, almost unnoticeable whispery vocals. That's 100% my thing. Not not as much as expression wheel synth and synth guitar, but it's it's we'll say it's 95% my thing. It, and everybody your... sounds dead. Everybody it... sounds dead. And the video is all triangles and beyond the black rainbow looking shit. So I'm just completely at home. This um, probably is the best video. Is this, yeah, and, is and this you? I just, oh, go ahead. 
Is this your more positive review since you just made fun of those two dead girls? Yeah, I was only kidding. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I feel like it fits them to be dead, so they deserve to be dead. But oh my god, I, I didn't so, have no audience. <laughs> I didn't wish it on them, but I, in in real life, it's super annoying when people will actually you after you've said something. Um, right now, it's ultra annoying that I. I'm looking at my notes and I had more and I will actually myself because my note starts off. Actually, this song <laughs> reminds me of um, the way more Justin Timberlake version of Madonna's human nature, which was one of my favorite music videos uh, in my thirties. No, when I was a young child, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, the, that video or that song, but um, that it reminded me yeah, of human nature, but then gets kind of um, Steely Dan-ish with the instrumentals. And maybe that's a little bit of what Scott was referring to a minute ago. I don't really like Steely Dan, so this that's not like necessarily a good thing. Um, but I didn't realize I'd written so much about this and that I broke it up with an actually in the middle of, uh, I in the middle feel, of it. I feel awful right now, Sarah. Thank you. I feel awful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Steely Dan, Steely Dan, Steely Dan's probably the right point of reference to me. It sounded more like the other stuff I was talking about. Like this makes me think of Swing Out Sister. It, it doesn't sound like it, but it has those kind of harmonies. Is that kind of like, I don't know, like the jazzy? There was a there's a whole '80s thing. They called it sophistopop, which is the worst term, but it's the best music. Like it's all my favorite songs from the '80s happen, and they're all like when somebody with a slap bass really wanted to be new wave but didn't know how to do it, so they hired all the jazz guys to do it. And then, like, put a really good singer at the front of it. And that's kind of what some of this reminds me of, except that it's, you know, very modern sounding other than that. Which I guess is Steely Dan. <laughs> Same as Steely Dan. Well, then. <laughs> I'll say I'll say this This probably is bubbling. I mean, I, I, I'm going to re-rate it. This is my favorite song on the list so far. What? <laughs> like, of Sarah's list or, or both list? Both list. This is the best song on, the, on oh all the list. Oh, my so God. <laughs> This one's the best. Man, there's a lot of a lot of guilt flooding Scott's heart right now. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's motivated by guilt when it comes to other people's deaths or even his own. <laughs> to be honest, uh, um, Big Bang is the next one. Uh, yep, uh, friend of uh, all of us, Sean Byron, paid six hundred dollars to see these guys live. So next time anybody makes fun of me for liking K-pop, I'm just gonna bring that up. Wow. Um, I support that. <laughs> uh, so this was 10th of the videos I watched, and um, I noted that it was the best video for makeup, costumes, hair, oh, and yeah. sets oh, yeah. um, at that point, but that there was an immediate LMFAO beat and cadence to <laughs> the overall song, which, again, not a bad thing. Like, I... You know, I would work out in the section of the gym that Scott hates to mm -hmm. um, that kind of music. That's totally fine. The, but the Pilates it reminded... section. Okay, easy now. Um, <laughs> from a visual and a little bit from the like the way this the rhythm of the song was, it kind of reminded me. This is like a this is kind of an embarrassing reference, and maybe Scott will remember this video. Um, in the very early two thousands, there was a band called. Uh, Basement Jacks that I didn't really like very much. Um, wow. You didn't even have to get to the reference part. They had this really good video um, called Red Alert. And, Are you going to bring uh, up Len I just, next? 
I remember this Basement Jacks video because it was like the kids were like fighting to be able to play music and fighting with authorities. And there's elements of this there. And it's in other videos, too, where there's, you know, definite visual cues from, I mean, all pop music takes from something earlier um, or tries to imagine the future. And this totally reminded me of a video from like 2000, you know, 2000, 2001 that I haven't thought about in a very, very long time. I haven't heard um, Basement Jacks in a fucking minute. That's for certain. <laughs> So I urge you to watch this and then watch the red alert video. Um, oh, I already made this point, but I said I would secretly work out to this and I gave it a four out of five. Um, but then I really like the blue ice King hundred hunger games, dude. Um, that's, that's our blue favorite ice King man. guy. Yeah. In general, is, just... just in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's my surprising favorite. Actually, over I think he shows the... up, uh, on this yeah. He shows again. up a little later too on your list. Yeah. Um, he is my surprising favorite over the longest Jared Leto sad bangs dude. Um, and then the end of the <laughs> song bangs. sounds like Smash Mouth, and I made a sad <laughs> <laughs> Uh Sarah, does it pain you to know that this is the most viewed uh, K-pop boy group uh, video of all time? No, I mean, I understand it. Like, they really... I'm, I wasn't kidding with the, like visuals and costumes and stuff they did a really bang up job on that so they they deserve all those views um uh, ariana just showed me a, a written message that said i told you she would like to <laughs> 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 uh okay so uh scott what's yeah your... the number like i just noticed it but then some of the numbers of the views on these videos are astounding i mean i'm kind of out of phase with that like keeping track of that stuff or, or ever going to you know, a virally popular video or something like that, but 300 million views. A lot of views. Yep, they are uh, massively popular. I think they're the biggest boy band ever. And that includes, like, the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, it's it's astounding. At the beginning of this video, there's a sticker that says, Stop Music. I'm down with that. (laughs) It's Uh, just no more. Yeah, I like everything about this. I like the, the Beetlejuice guy with the whole room full of hair. That part's pretty sweet. Um, I like the the Daft Punk mask guy who shows up just to sing the vocoder parts. That seems a little on the nose to have a robot guy sing the robot parts. But maybe he's a real robot and that's how he sings. And then I like that these guys uh, don't seem to really be kidding. Like they're wearing really bizarre outfits and really artistic. But they're doing kind of the Lady Gaga thing where they're selling it. Yeah, and if not, you know, like... not, not winking and not really being ar- ar- arch about it at all. Just like... These like, are our clothes. Like, uh, this is how I showed up today. The leader of that group, uh, G Dragon, like actually dresses like that, like in real life, like just casually going to the I store. I believe it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they're all committed to being all sexy, chained up in a geometric dungeon, and dancing hard in fur coats with just no irony on display. And and then there's some video game blips, and it, and it, that kind of fools me into liking those parts. But uh, and then once again, I hear that sigh, that sigh. Um, uh, synthesizer, the whoop, whoop, whoop synthesizer pops up in this song again. So I, I know I'm missing something. Um, Somewhere in the world, the genre has happened that I didn't catalog. And, and the uh, the leader of this group, G Dragon, actually does a lot of producing for Psy, and I think he also produced Gangnam Style. So that's probably uh, a connection that's somewhere. His, that's his keyboard. His keyboard yeah, just that's sounds like his keyboard. Like you're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so next up is uh, Red Velvet's Red Ice Velvet. Cream Cake, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite songs um, in general, not just K-pop. Um, 
It's one of Jason's now favorite songs. He told me that upon listening to it for the first time, he was shocked and amazed with it. Um, the song is... Uh, I don't even know how to describe it, actually. I'll just let you guys go with it. Um, I... <laughs> this was, you know, another one that and I might have, at this point, like, again, I peaked kind of early with Six being, like, my favorite, you know, song out of, out of all of these. Um, to me, from a visual standpoint, this was the most, like, Instagram filter video of all of them. I think a later one, I'm like, oh, it's a Snapchat. It's all the Snapchat filters. Um, this just was not... Didn't move me. Um, I like get it i appreciate the visuals i get the like production level of the song but this like didn't didn't move me to my core um the way that the earlier some of the earlier ones on this list did and i don't know scott if you had stronger feelings about it than than i do well this song does like a lot of melodic gimmicks and i love melodic gimmicks like just you know picking notes that didn't really fit the melody just to make it a little weird that's uh, I'm, i'm fine with that and there's a big stupid beat. I'm fine with that. And then the chorus, the chorus is like all the modern shit that I've been complaining about all night. Like the one song a month that I'll like, that's this song. And that's saying something because they seem to have bitten part of this chorus from Imagine Dragons, which is the worst thing I've ever said about a band in my life. <laughs> um, but I they don't stay there that long. The song right now. What? Yeah, there's... The songs are so forgettable. What song? Ice Cream Cake? Huh? Ice cream cake? Oh no. Oh. I thought we were still talking about uh Oh fuck, I forgot. <laughs> oh, well, continue. Continue. Yeah. A lot of these songs have some real dumb rap breakdowns, man. Like <laughs> it's I, I guess it's it's just the requirement. It um, yeah, every group has a rapper. I don't know why. I don't think it's necessary and I think they should stop, but it's it seems to just be a requirement. Yeah, every group has a rapper. Um, I probably would. I probably wouldn't come back to this song a whole bunch of times, but it, it like it, it it worked okay for me, and I like the gigantic cat. Yeah, the big cat was cool. I also Actually, like ice... how subtly dirty this song is. Now too, that I know but... what we're talking about, ice cream cake is my least favorite Red Velvet song. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um. Okay. Uh, next is we already did Goo Goo Dawn. Uh, G Friends Navi Lara, which is my favorite song and video by them. Sarah? Is it about? Is it about Avatar? No, it's actually a reference to a French sci-fi novel called uh, Butterfly of the Stars, which I think is what Navi Lara actually means. Um, Sarah, this is also a secret lesbian video. Um, so I'm assuming <laughs> you liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's true. As the secret lesbian on this call. Um, no, I, I totally, that was, uh, this was another one that was like kind of, um, it was fine. Um, it wasn't, you know, didn't super jump out at me like any of the other ones. I felt like I'm surprised to hear like ice cream cake, you know, as well to hearing that that's like a favorite of Jason Frisbee's. It's just funny. Like one ends up resonating with people or what they dislike or what's kind of indistinguishable to them. But this one wasn't one that I had feelings about really. Hmm. Damn. I had originally I had originally written down this is my favorite song on the list. I don't believe it anymore, but apparently what? <laughs> apparently a few drinks in that night, I decided that I was that this is my favorite song. The but best. there is this but, is my favorite know, song on the list before the vengeful ghost of ladies code started haunting me. <laughs> I know said, why. When you said good, two of them dying, <laughs> two of them, 
good. Um, All right, continue, well, Scott. That is my favorite moment of this podcast. Good. Well, there's th- this song does the uh, the thing I was talking about earlier. Like, there's that milky white genre of milky white british people jazzy pop and they do the trick that all those bands do that i can't really describe but it's where you put the major chord where you expected a minor chord and it sounds real 80s when you do it and they do it a three thousand times in this song that's all i need like if you just had if you actually all you had on you was an accordion and you just played those two chords back and forth i would just throw money in your little accordion case the whole time so they they do that a lot uh, and then it gets like all like there's like a the Instagram filter thing that's going on in this one is like visually I just don't bother watching the rest of the video. I I have heard from people that it's supposed to be like a big like homage to Moonrise Kingdom, but I don't really see it um, at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I guess the colors, but I don't know. Uh, you would have to have you have to have a section where someone sets something carefully on a desk and then like opens a book and then takes out like a really particular <laughs> pen. Writes really in really. None of the girls have old timey radios or anything like. I think that's like, the only reason why they say it's an homage because they just have old roller skates. But um, okay, so whatever. Next... Take a look around my house, fuckers. That's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with my life being an homage to Moonrise Kingdom, so that's totally okay. Do you do you watch like Jeopardy on like a twelve dial TV or something? <laughs> Yeah, I crank it up, uh, and then we sit in my in my sitting room, uh, which is all really great. Co- it's a great color palette, circa sitting room. Catalog, We're smoking is still allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, next is Top, uh, Sarah's new boyfriend, um, with uh, <laughs> Doom Dada, which uh, is a very fucking weird video. Sarah, did you think it was a very fucking weird video? Um, um, yeah, I was, I, I just was like, okay, Planet of the Apes, beginning, theme, okay, and then I guess we're doing something else now. Um, oh, can I preface main... this real quick with one thing? Top yeah. is one of the Go biggest, ahead. Art, Top is one of the biggest art collectors in the world. In Korea. It, or in Korea, I'm sorry. I thought it was the world. The world, no. Uh, his, he, There's a lot of art collectors. And most of the big, and most Big Bang videos and his own videos, a lot of the props are just shit that he collects. Like chairs. Um, yeah, like chairs. He's obsessed with chairs. Okay, continue. Well, no, I mean, my my main note here, other than the fact that, like, uh, I enjoy overproduced pop hip-hop, um, is that it's totally fine that they shopped at the 2009 Beat Factory, so maybe he collects those as well. <laughs> um, and I like the uh, early, you know, 1993-ish, or I guess that's mid in his career, like Busta Rhymes speed rapping that was happening here. If um, my life is an homage to Wes Anderson, I feel like this video and that song is an homage to, yeah, like Busta Rhymes um, from 1990, maybe more five, uh, as far as the cadence and the beat with rapped. So um, I gave it a three out of five. I was um, not wholly wowed by it. I felt like there was a ton of shit happening in the video um, and then a lot of stuff happening in the song and they didn't necessarily go super well together. But um, yeah, it was totally, it was totally fine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Scott? Uh, you guys ever see the video uh, Alice Noy by Peter Fox? It was like a viral thing a bunch of years ago. It was a German rap video. It's actually got, it's like 30 million views and like everybody sent it to each other for about 10 minutes, but it was. What happens in it? 
uh, a bunch of monkeys bang on stuff in like a black and white rap video, basically. I have it's like, probably seen it. It's not bad. Like it's it's actually not if you can get over the germanity of it. It's uh it's it's germanity. pretty good. You know, yeah. my family has a really bad history with germanity, but yeah, <laughs> continue. Well, his his germanity. You know, he, so basically, he just kind of raps while these monkeys play the drums and stuff like that, and they're cool monkey masks, and it has the same kind of sparse, weird. You know, like since it's a foreign language, it just makes me think it's weird rap. Maybe it's not weird if you actually speak German. Maybe it's really boring rap or whatever. But it's it, it, that, that reminds me of this video. Aside from the monkeys, because it's a uh, we should watch. It's got a similar yeah. similar vibe. Ariana is Simeon, uh, a Simeon similar vibe. Simeon vibe. A Simeon vibe. I think I like this a little bit better because I don't know what you call it, but there's a thing that rap does now where they get a little bit more aggressive and start doing like triplets out of nowhere. Like like a little microscopic version of Meek Mill Dreams and Nightmares or something where it gets a little exciting out of nowhere. And this guy tries to do that, so I'll give him credit. I'll give him credit for trying to do a he thing tried. I can't name. A thing that I can't name uh, over a beat that sounds like that reminds me of something else. <laughs> and there's a lot of skeletons. I love skeletons. Skeletons, skeletons are, are tight. Dope. And ghosts. Skeletons are tight. I may not run any ghosts in this video if I remember. But the hat, the hat is awful. There. This hat is awful. There's a part where he's wearing like a like a, some sort of boy George hat, and it's it's truly bad. Mm-hmm. It's during I think the skeleton scenes. <laughs> he doesn't need to wear a hat. He's got a great head of hair. He doesn't need that hat. He, he needs to put it back. Um. Okay. But I'm really into chairs right now too, so I know where this guy's coming from. I'm just really into chairs. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So Sarah, this one was um, specially picked for you because I know that. Um, one of your proudest uh one of your proudest things in life is being an aunt and this music is specifically designed for aunts and uncles it's uh hong chin you meant meant an aunt like a bug no (laughs) i wanted to to stop what you guys were saying and hear more about that (laughs) um so this this genre of music is called trot music and what it is is it's a traditional like kind of folky pop music um it's it's called a uh Ajusi music, sort of, because it's like very popular amongst like the older crowd, but it also has a very big youth <laughs> following. Um, I actually personally really like this song a lot, so I picked it also because I just really like this song. Uh, it's Hong Jin Young's Ring Ring. So, when is this from? Because I noted that it was re- weirdly very difficult to date um, the yeah. sound and the music video. <laughs> okay, so you could have told me that this, unfortunately, you know, for for this video and my shitty attitude, it immediately reminded me of Ace of Base, and I got in a big <laughs> I, argument. I already don't with, like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> with my dad when I was in like sixth grade, and Ace of Base was a big thing, and he was like, "When you're older, you'll appreciate it because you just don't get it now." And I remember thinking, fuck you, I never will. And it's true. Not that I don't get it, but I don't like it, and I don't have to. You know, um, my, and my yeah, mom this... said the same thing about the Beatles, and I still don't like the Beatles, so. Yeah, fuck the um, Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the Beatles. I do not like Ace of Base. It It is bizarre in a sort of wonderful way to me that this is from 2016, because what it reminded me of was like uh, like a corporate training video. 
Um, (laughs) So that makes me sad in knowing that it's like designed for ants and older people such as myself. um, By the way, please know I'm absolutely Um, 100% kidding with you. I know. I think we're the same age. I, I totally get that. Um, nope, <laughs> we're not. Uh, but yeah, this is Ace of Base, very difficult to date, and then got super LMFAO. And um, that's, the, I was more just puzzled watching this of, of, you know, trying to stick with my original goal of not going down the rabbit hole and doing a ton of research on each song and each band um, and figuring out when it was from, but just trying to see if I could date it, knowing what I know about american pop music and how that filters if, if to use, korea or how korean music influences american music um so i'm such a k-pop you're going to be several years off every time <laughs> well but i like there were a few where like i was like okay i can tell generally where this is you know at least the decade that it's from but this one i was um totally perplexed and that's kind of cool considering that like a lot of them try to go retro but they're so slick and like scott said they borrow you know pieces from the wrong era like you know uh, when napoleon comes back with bill and ted and is like uh, <laughs> not really in his in his right place trying Ziggy, to fit in Ziggy. yeah totally um so i'm i'm more intrigued than i was when i initially watched this knowing that it's just from last year um but it still feels like the most and i'm only saying this rudely no diss to all the moms out there just the very like mom uh mom pop it's uh mom it's pop. for rock and roll moms I actually, I don't know. I really, I really dig trot music, though. I like, uh, I like kind of the folky, like sort of old feel to it. It, it's funny because like the whole, like, the whole catch of trot music is that it's supposed to be like traditional pop music combined with like electronica. Whereas like in North Korea, it's just what they listen to over there. It's just all trot music. Like it's just all trot music and propaganda about how like Kim Jong Un can hit like. Uh, 50 hole in ones in like one game of golf. <laughs> uh, Scott, this, uh, this this video's production and the nature of the song and the sort of the camera work and all that kind of stuff really made me think that someone in her family believes in her and loves in her loves her deeply <laughs> and pay, and paid for everything. Just this, this lady for the whole thing. It should be noted this lady is extremely famous in Korea. Yeah. She's a comedian. Right? Yeah, she no, she's a she's a songwriter um, and she also like she basically is like the queen of like commercial like product placements and stuff. Like she does like six or seven commercials a week. Mm. So she's also profoundly fucking rich too. Um it, this song was written for a comedian, but it it's actually just like her version of it. So it is sort of written as a joke. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't get Korean humor, but whatever. I do like the weird little melody, the <laughs> the, the weird chorus, uh, and the weird way, the weird sort of old timey way she sings just makes me think of, you know, the Bollywood DVD that would be on broken loop at my favorite Indian buffet when I was uh, <laughs> twenty four years old. Um. Okay, so next is Lizzie's Not An Easy Girl, which is also a trot song. <laughs> I went All a little right. nuts with the trot music. I'm sorry. Um, Sarah? Yeah, so this is where I get to say something I've wanted to say for a very long time, which is, well, in my Asian studies film class that I took in college... <laughs> Um, because this music video, I, I need to go back and actually do the research on it. I try to stick with not doing that, but this totally reminds me, and not just because they're in traditional, um, 
Korean dress, but it reminds me of the movie Chonyang, um, which I think I am pretty sure that this music video is based on, which is about this, this like really cool badass um, girl who gets in some like sketchy situations with a gross governor dude, even though she's already married to somebody else. And it's all about like honor and um, her resisting, you know, basically um, patriarchy, um, which is hilarious because this is basically uh, that story <laughs> set to Aqua's uh, Barbie Girl, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting on this playlist. So, um, yeah, I really hope that I'm not just assuming that because there's some traditional dress there that this is the the movie Chunyang that I really liked um, when I was in college. But there are elements of the story there, and you know, I'm sure it's a that's a pretty famous. In addition to that being a critically acclaimed movie, I think that's a pretty famous. Um, it's like. Oh, I can't think of the word. It's like a, like an epic song that's told over the course of like 10 hours with a guy, like a storyteller guy and a drum um, and some very ancient tradition for, traditional form of Korean storytelling. And it's like, a, you know, up there with like Beowulf as far as like being culturally significant. So hopefully I'm not just, you know, assuming that that's uh, referencing this, but I know that that is a very famous story. I just, um, um, I just looked so it up. So it would be cool. It is. It is there. That's actually what they were trying to do. Cool. Awesome. Sure. Well, then I'm. I. Good I, job, that's a really Sarah. Good you're not movie. racist. <laughs> you did yeah, it. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, but no, it's a really great movie, and it was you know kind of bizarre and very cool to see. Um, again, it's you know culturally significant more than just it being a movie, but um, hearing it referenced in like a super poppy song. Um, but that we're seeing it. But this is again like it, if the video, if I hadn't been watching the video and gotten super distracted and up my own ass about this film class I took. A zillion years ago, I probably would have just not really been um, super into the music if Barbie Girl is the one like frame of reference that I had for it. But um, but yeah, that I was more just excited to be able to reference a film class that I took. Uh, but yeah, song's fine. I'm glad those uh, four credits finally paid off, <laughs> or however many <laughs> credits it was worth. But uh, Scott, what did you think? Yeah, I didn't have any frame of reference. Like I had frame of reference for whatever this style was. I, I assumed it was something, some kind of like Enka Canto pop, or you know, like I, some sort of version of what older people were listening to thirty years ago in, in Korea or something like that. Uh, I didn't know anything about it, but I because it, because this is now, this is the two thousand seven two thousand seventeen era of these like videos like this. I was expecting something funny to happen, like some kind of Kung Pao way of the fist um, thing. It, like when I see old footage that has been spliced together and done weird things, I keep waiting for the fart joke or oh, yeah, the thumb on. to start talking or the thumb to start talking or like a, uh, yeah, something, something wild to happen. And it just kept being very sincere. <laughs> it betrayed me by continuing to be sincere and just telling a normal story in a normal way. <laughs> Uh, so I, I hadn't, I was, uh, I was untethered. I had no idea what to do at that point. So. <laughs> uh, okay. So <laughs> this I do like the video though. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I liked it a lot too. I, um, <laughs> I actually kind of was in that same boat to be honest. Like, I guess I was expecting something strange to happen and it just never came. Um, so the next one is, uh, cosmic girls secret. Um, not exactly like a song I'm super into, but I like I've watched this video over and over and over again, and I think it's like pretty fucking incredible. Um, 
I would actually almost go as far as to say it's kind of beautiful in a weird way, but, uh, and I don't describe anything like that. Uh, what did you think? Sarah, why don't you go first? Um, my musicianship extends um, pretty exclusively to the years uh, in which Mario Paint first came out and into my life <laughs> on the Super Nintendo. And I really enjoyed the Mario Paint sounding intro to the song, like very, very much so. Um, the video itself, I already alluded to this earlier when I was talking about a video that looked like Instagram filters. This reminded me of all the Snapchat filter stickers um, being used all at once. Um, and I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the Mario Paint element of the the, be- the beginning of the song was my favorite part of it. And the video is totally uh, fine. Yeah. Scott? Uh, I like that it starts off with, have you ever felt Cosmo inside you? Like, <laughs> I, I think, I don't know if Cosmo's a person or a guy. <laughs> he was one of, the, one of the fairies on the Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, Cosmo and Wanda. Currently, my answer is no, but I'm willing to explore. Um, <laughs> but this track has it. Remember, I talked about the expression wheel uh, synthesizer. Yep. It's nonstop at the beginning. Perfect. Exactly what I needed. Um, it sounds like it could be the you know the intro theme from a really sentimental romantic comedy anime OVA, like the kind you had to pay a that, little extra for. That's just a one-off. That's something I hear get thrown around a lot about this song, and I agree. I think it's intentional because they're all wearing those Dragon Ball eyepieces and doing Dragon Ball things uh, uh, throughout the, in their space car throughout the video. Uh, there's a bunch of top-notch cult stuff happening with all kinds of e- evil symbols and burning angels. Um, a lot of Euclidean geometry, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, sacred geometry and stuff. And there's no qualitative division that I can see whatsoever between all the outer space cult shit and the completely innocent-looking desert squad dancing. There's like no, there's no tie between it, and there's no division. It's just like, nope. no big deal. We have to take a break from dancing to fly our space car into, uh, a, a, like a tree of life, in 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 this Neptune sky. Uh, the melody's a little dull, but this song is like so much production. I don't give a shit. It's all expression wheel. I'm there. I, I'm exactly in the universe of Cosmo. He's right inside my body the whole time. <laughs> so Cosmo made it into you. Yeah. yeah. Cosmo's within me and without. Well, this video, lasers, this video surprisingly was not directed by Terrence Malick, but um, yeah, yeah kind of had a lot of those weird vibes. Uh, like I said, like I, it, it's weird, like for me, like I can't put my finger on why I like it so much, but just watching it, it's like kind of, I, I guess it's just because like I'm a sucker for like kind of vintagey looking space stuff and um, that weird kind of like peach pink color tone that everything has. Uh, Anyway, um, so this is technically our last video. Uh, It's Lovey Dovey by Tierra. This video is six and a half minutes long. Um, It predates The Walking Dead, um, so it doesn't really fall into the uh, whole epic zombie thing. This is actually the first zombie. Yeah, this is the first and only zombie pick on any of these lists. I was going to say it's like the first zombie, like show of zombies and in media yeah it well not in, in cape oh yeah so this is first, before Night first of the zombie Dead. on film ever yeah. first zombie ever actually if Tiara. you notice the way that zombies kill people in this video is not how zombies kill people they just kind of did it stealthily which was weird they would like grab people and just kind of drag them away um anyway so what did you guys think um 
I really, really liked the theremin sounding beat that uh, was in the beginning before the long intro in the bathroom <laughs> scene that didn't have enough music. I, um, I think theremin should be. I don't think they use an actual theremin. But I that tried was... to find a shorter version of this. The actual the video for Roly Poly is fourteen and a half minutes long. Like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I think where Scott lives, it's already next year at this point. You might have to turn this uh, podcast into a two-part special <laughs> if we if we did any longer videos. But um, no, I I you know appreciated how I said the theremin. <laughs> yeah, exactly the theremin sounding aspect of it, um, which kind of then transitioned into the background singers sounding like their own theremin. Um, and then the song took this super weird left turn. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, the children's show Lazy Town, but it uh, <laughs> all of a sudden sounded like Cooking by the Book, which oh, yeah. I highly recommend from a, a video. <laughs> I yeah I can't say I got that but <laughs> oh go back it, it'll stand no, right no, no, out I hear it I totally hear it uh, <laughs> so it's hard for me to I mean that song is like an instant winner in in any shape or form um, be it zombies or you know in a show for children um, so yeah this was uh, this was like a solid a solid way to end um, this playlist and. Um, I definitely need more theremin in my life if I'm citing it that much and it wasn't in the song, I'm sure. I guess uh, so, yeah. a theremin on their Christmas list. <laughs> um, Scott, do you own a theremin? No, no. I, 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 I know how to build one, though. So if I ever okay. need one, <laughs> so you're, you're trapped a couple on sticks a, of gum. An island and... <laughs> my Swiss uh, Army knife, and we're good to go. Sarah, or, uh, uh, Scott, you got the last word? Yeah, well, I, I kind of skipped over, you know, when she goes into the bathroom at the beginning and the music drops out and they do the thing where they kind of make it seem like the music is, is diegetic, like like they, they, they hush it so it's like the club is going on outside. I hate that. I don't know why, but I hate that when a video does that and, like, take the song and, like, try and make it into part of the scenery. So I scrubbed over it and missed the whole part where she's looking at bloody handwriting on the wall. Uh, so, you know, the zombie part caught me by surprise. The uh, I was just watching the video and, and watching the girls dance and like nothing big's happening. And then all of a sudden thriller. It becomes thriller for a minute. And, I, and then I wished that I could dance a little better. <laughs> because the thriller part was, was genuine. Like it, it drops out. They come out and attack. And then everybody's really good at dancing and it's exciting. Everybody has all of it. They, they shuffle just like that LMFAO video. Um, yeah. I forgot that was about zombies. Yeah, that was also about zombies. Um, maybe that was ripping off Tierra. Maybe they're all rip. They're all ripping off uh, the original. The, the the is it Greg Kin Jeopardy? There's a you know, uh, our loves in Jeopardy. The famous '80s song has the exact same sort of. Uh, I, I thought you were talking about a guy on Jeopardy. <laughs> no, no, it's Which, related. This is, by the way, relevant. Sarah. Interesting fact, I've been in numerous Twitter fights with Arthur Chu. Have I ever told you that? Oh, no, you haven't, but yeah. um, <laughs> we'll have to save that for my All Jeopardy uh, All the Time podcast coming soon to uh, theaters not near you. Oh. Okay, so uh, what are your guys' final thoughts? Did you have a favorite? Um, what do you? What, has your perspective on the genre changed at all after going through this, uh, this gauntlet? 
I can't handle I, I can't really handle it. <laughs> I, I can't do it without a Sherpa. Like I couldn't I couldn't sit down and just listen. This, this is it's it's too late for me to have the attention span to sift through to find the one that sounds the most like, you know, a, a Sade song or whatever. Like that's like, I, I want the three songs on here that I said might be my favorite are the only things I'd want to hear again from the list. And I'd never find them again. I would have to have listened to all 400 songs, each one 400 minutes a piece, to find <laughs> the the one little synth part that I liked or whatever that made the whole song click into place for me again. Find and I'll never sweet find three it. minutes. Yeah, I'll never find it. So it's probably like I would say that I'm probably more open to this this genre. Like if it happens to swing by, or if you guys start another thread where you show more videos that are supposed to convince people that they're K-pop fans. Uh, <laughs> hey, politely, they're working. They're listen. working on commission. Okay, like this is this is their bread and butter. You know, you said three songs. I think they each, with their affiliate links, end up getting like three cents a piece. I, yes. <laughs> I, I can't say that I don't tape. work for the South Korean government, but um, Sarah, a lot of pay per click conversions taking. <laughs> <over. Totally. laughs> Um, no, to, to uh, be very sincere and to echo Scott's point, there's no way that I would have um, waded through these waters without uh, you guys as my spirit guide. So, um, so thank you for putting this extensive, these extensive and very highly personalized um, lists together, which, you know, based on Scott and my sort of strong internet personalities, which might be a lot of bluster. Um, there are a lot of things in here that were like right up my alley. I know Scott actually responded to the survey you guys did. Um, and I refused to participate and there was a lot on here that was like a super good fit. So I'm more so, you know, thinking about the next stage of my battle to convince Scott that that song was more Joanne and not Gwen Stefani, like pantomiming, um, like vacation sandals resort music. Not sound like um, Gwen Stefani. Well, I'm glad you found a hill to die on. So yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to die uh, on that hill along with the two members of that other band who um, Scott's glad are dead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you guys a lot. This is you know this is nice. I'll have something to talk to my teen nieces about in an effort to like be relevant, and and it'll sadly miss the mark and they'll be embarrassed. Um, but that's continual content in that realm. As they um, have a sixteen-year-old sister, same. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, there, there. Like I said, I wasn't kidding. There are some songs on here that are going to go on my like getting ready uh, when I leave the house three times a year uh, playlist, and then I'm going to play the shit out of that um, primary song uh, probably, probably obsessively the way that I do most music. So, um, so yeah, thanks guys. Excellent. Thank you guys for hanging in there through yeah. the super long playlist. That wasn't my idea. Yeah, I'm sorry. I went a little wild on your uh, your playlist. Um, you know, I'd say this whole experiment's been a pretty big success so far. Yeah. Honest to God. Like, people are having a good time. Parker's left on we Saturday. We haven't had anyone so. who just goes, this fucking sucks. Yeah, but we haven't, ta- we haven't talked to Parker yet, though. So. <laughs> oh, Parker's gonna love it. Um, why don't you guys throw some plugs down, and we'll go ahead and call it a night. Uh, go for it. All right. Well, you can listen to me and um, my four goofy pals on a logical contraption. I, and I don't actually have any favorites. I better take that back. What I said earlier. I am not um, editing yeah. that out. <laughs> Radiovalencia.fm Sundays from six to eight. You can listen live, um, which Scott does occasionally, uh, or you can find 
the links to that show or most of the Ilkhan people in Podcast Town, Facebook's like saddest private group uh, with like 1,400 people at this point. <laughs> Jeez, it's all that like, big already? It's all just 20 people. Just yeah, it's the same 20 people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a, I'm in a, actually funny enough for uh, research purposes, also in a, I'm in a K-pop uh, fan group. And it's sixteen thousand research are. purposes. It's I'll six, bet you are. It's sixteen thousand members and the same fifteen people posting. So, um, mostly Patrick. Yeah, it's mostly me. Um, and then Scott and I have uh, of you know our side project uh, podcast, Como Se Hassan, which will reappear from the dead like the zombie uh, video at some point. But his podcast is much funnier than any of the other ones in Podcast Town, even though it's very serious topics. So hopefully he'll plug that and have a new episode coming out soon. I will not. Uh, I would <laughs> like to say, I would like to say, death is a blessing. Dying is cool. Uh, everyone should try it. Ladies code are pioneers. Let's follow them. Let's follow them into the breach. You can find pictures of eggs on my Instagram. I'm just watching that uh, subscriber thing on Feedburner just dropping. Kill yourself. Yep. Listen to Border Kill Boss. You. Don't don't disregard what Scott just said. Listen to Border Boss and also watch him uh, cook eggs. Listen to Virtual Pros uh, podcast where you can buy my shirt. My more- <laughs> Shirt design, merch. Uh, you will pros podcast. The merch will pros. Basically, the only work I do right now is <laughs> I'm on the street and I'm really, really hungry. So if you could buy a shirt, <laughs> some stickers, uh, yeah. So I do that. Do that podcast. I do that Instagram. Find me on Twitter because I get lonely because it's just Sarah and she blocks everybody from seeing her <laughs> tweets. So everyone thinks I'm talking to myself all day. <laughs> I can't tell my family what I do. They don't believe me. They don't really understand me. Um, well, I mean, Sarah doesn't even respond to me on Twitter anymore. So yeah. that's not uh, true. I'm, I'm I'm in like, hey, Sarah, time. you want to hear a funny joke? And then like nothing. I'm enjoying the <laughs> slow cooker posts, honestly. <laughs> Adobo. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to try out. Yeah, I'm making recipe. I'm making uh, your mom's recipe this weekend, in fact. It's nice already... that your mom supplied them with that recipe, Scott. That's really cool. Of yeah. her. Scott, I didn't know that your mother was so entwined with Filipino culture. <laughs> she is, she can eat eight balut. <laughs> balut. And one balut. She can eat one. Well, I'm not. She is. She can eat eight balut in one balut in one sitting. Like nothing. She's like a cartoon food. ostrich. She just like <laughs> takes the eight eggs on a toothpick and just look, 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 look. Yeah, and but have like, you had Cosmo inside you? Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, I hope uh, everybody got a little bit of that Cosmo in them tonight. Um, so for for the All Kill cast, I'm Patrick, and for Ariana and for our, our special guests tonight, Scott and Sarah. Good night. Thank you. Awesome. Bye, guys. Shit, that was long. Sorry, but they're my boy.
사는 듯해 내가 뭘 원하는 제대 말안 해도 잘 알아먹는 여자 나는 그런 여자가 좋더라 하얀 동화지 발이 굽이 내 물감을 짜지 밤이 지나기까지 빚을래 너라는 자기 상상은 여기까지 Let us get up for this party 한번 넌 대남역 같이 다 여기 찍어봐 Let me shine 